Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that, like I've said before, not only got our brand going, but can get yours going as well. So head on over to Jackson Labs at jxonlabs.com to get your brand in the right direction. Folks, we're here on a Sunday evening, fresh off the Waste Management Open finish, wild finish to be fair. Oh, someone's pinging. But we had a wild finish, one that we probably didn't see coming. I don't know why we didn't see coming, but we'll get into that in a sec. But first off, we have the West Coast correspondent, Chris Parkinson. What's happening, brother? What's happening, 4Jack fam? A little disappointed with the finish today, but uh, like you said, we can get into that soon. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the boys. Yeah. Well, we just, we're losing one, Tom, is, uh, he's heading out now. He's got, uh, it is Super Bowl Sunday and also, I mean. Training wheels are off. CPAs is the commander in chief of the board today. It's a beautiful time. There we go. Beautiful time to talk about some golf. Have fun with them, Parksy. Um, uh, I'm taking the Niners. I don't know what the game is at right now, but let's go. People watch football. Hey, it's not yeah, real. I don't, I, I thought that too. That. Yeah, I've never really understood it. <laughs> not my game. I don't need a commercial every 12 seconds. <laughs> not feeling it. No, exactly. It's not quite like golf. And they're actually, they've been playing through most of the telecast this weekend. So that's kind of cool. Ah, I, I like thought it was great. That they got going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they did. The, I think the broadcast was solid this week. I mean, especially for an event that, you know, not only has that many attendees, but that many viewers as well. Yeah, what an absolute madhouse that place was i guess they set another attendance record this weekend so Dude, good job to the waste management group unbelievable and like watching that video of those guys like storming the gates at god knows what time <laughs> Four in the morning. yeah like what the hell was that that was like a black friday sale that's craziness yeah i guess they're saying people are lining up at 3 a.m but if you want good seats, it's all for comfort serve. It's not. It's not like reserved seating or ticketed seating. So I guess you want to go there, and get on, get on the bottle at uh, seven, eight a.m. Then uh, all the power to you. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking. Tom and I were talking about that earlier in the day. Like I think, I don't know. Like I, I mean, it's good, I guess, for social media and whatever to kind of watch these guys, these idiots, just stumble in from the bar straight to the gates. But like, why are you not just selling tickets to sixteen? Like. That's where people want to be. Make them pay more. Yeah. So have uh, reserved seating. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you never know. Maybe that's something they do down the road. For sure. I, I think it's gotten that big that it will be. Like that's yeah, it's gonna sure. be something. Like surely someone got hurt in that absolute stampede through the gates. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, on Instagram last week on Wednesday, just going back and forth with Kevin Nas Caddy. And he was making making comments about how insane the place was and how it's just gotten to be this monstrosity. So, well, yeah, I mean, shout out to what's that? Watching yesterday was insane when they showed those aerial views oh. and you could see all the people. You're like, this is nuts! Like an absolute sea yeah, of people. It's crazy. It's like it's like stadium football. You know what I mean? Just insanity. Super Bowl. Totally. Waste management. Oh. Crazy. Shout out to uh, Kenny Harms. Kenny 
Kevin Scotty. Hopefully, he's a new uh, new fan of the show, new listener. So absolutely, let's too get bad him on here. Too bad Kevin Nod didn't do very well. But you know what? Honestly, Chase, I don't really think anybody did really well today. It's kind of a snoozer. Yeah, you know what? I was well. Let's get into this then. Like, um, so far throughout, the, I mean, throughout the week, I thought it was exciting golf to say the least. There were some incredible rounds. I mean, even watching Tony's bogey free sixty two yesterday, that was that was otherworldly. Deadly. That was great. And JT today, another huge one. Like he looked incredible, and he's you know what in in the post round, like he said he wasn't even happy with the way that he played. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think that uh, I guess the golf course. I mean, in in the players' defense, the golf course is getting a little baked out, right? So we got some really quick greens, hard to get close proximity to the pins, hard to mm-hmm. hard to hold your lines or your spots, playing for the bounce all the time. I'm not sure the fairways were really that big of an issue. Guys with with you know laying up yardages or or hitting fairways off the tee, but greens were super baked out and, and hard to hard to hit it close. But man, what a brutal finish! Yeah, Again. So let's go into that right now before we continue any farther. But so Webb Simpson, obviously a winner at the Waste Management Phoenix Open over Tony Fino in a sudden death playoff. Um, I'll, I'll I'll state this first, like. I've said this once, and I'll say it again. Tony cannot close. I made a bet with Tom yesterday saying that Fino would shoot 72 or higher in the final round. Obviously, I lost that bet, but I just have no barely. faith in him. Yeah, barely. Barely. Like, I, I have no faith in him on the week on Sundays. Man, he, he had all the fields going. They were sure talking him up pregame this morning on uh, morning drive and then on, you know, PJ Tour Live before. And man, they were sure trying to give the win to him. Like it was just ridiculous. Except Brandon. He had all the fields going for Kobe Bryant and there was something special in the air and it was they were trying to associate it with, you know, the accident that his one of his family members was in way back in the day. So they were just trying to piece it together to be the storybook ending for him. And mm-hmm. there was always that lingering thought of Tony can't close. You know, he's been a bridesmaid but never a bride and man, he just like if you're chasing a golf tournament down, and you're one over through the front nine. What are you doing? Yeah, you're bringing the whole field back into the back into the tournament. It's just a little disappointing, man. I don't think he played aggressively enough. He was laying back off the tees. Everybody in the group was hitting as far as him off the tee, which is a bad sign. Yeah, especially I mean, for a long hitter like that. There's no yeah, reason. Yeah, Webb Simpson is probably one of the shorter guys on the tour, and, and they're keeping up to each other all day. So yeah, maybe I mean, just a little bit tentative. Obviously, nerves got the best of him. Well, and it was a bit of a pain, too, when you watch them coming down 18, and he absolutely bombs that drive, like 366, longest of the week on 18. And it's like, man, it's on a rope. Like, why weren't you hitting that all day? I mean, okay. you could have been so aggressive like you were on Saturday. I mean, I don't know if he, like, I guess this can kind of bring in the, kind of like the Tiger effect. Like, if you watch Tiger win events, he picks a game plan, and he sticks with it the whole week. He doesn't deviate. Now, right. What did Tony do to today? He completely changed his game plan. He, like you said, he laid back. He wasn't being aggressive. It's like, dude, that's your game. Stick to it. Like, if you're gonna lose, but, lose in fashionable style. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. Just commit to the process. Like, you know, we hear so much conversation around just absolutely trying to stay true to your game plan and not deviating, and not and just not getting ahead of yourself. And and that's. I think a big part of that is your caddy. Like your guy's got to be there to reel you in and, and I, say, "Hey, like agree. either let's 
let's get this dialed up or, or, you know, smarten up or he's got to give him something, something to encourage him to, to make him feel confident. But yeah, like three days in a row, he was, he had the crowd going, he was engaged, mm-hmm. he was playing aggressive, he was shooting good numbers. And then all of a sudden Sunday, he's just scared. I think with fear. I think everybody in that crowd was was rooting for Fino too, like especially watching him on sixteen, all four days, putting on the Absolutely. Kobe jersey, making man, what he birdied. Did he birdie Three Friday, Saturday, days, Sunday? Like, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, the whole the whole place was cheering for him, and it's it's unfortunate. Like, you you want to see him close? Like, you're like, come on, Tony, just do it. But you're like. Is like we talked about it last week. Is this guy like the new Ricky? Really? Like, it's just it's shocking in a way. Like he can't close. He's the best top ten player out there right now, for for sure. sure. And then, well, that being said, though, like we have talked about this in a previous podcast. Nobody's talking about Webb. Like this run continues, and thank God he's got a win now out of it. But like, it's gross. Like this guy is always in the mix. Like I'm, I, I'm not sure what, what I, he's done, but he has changed a lot and a lot to his game that has made him very effective on tour. I think Paul Tesori, his caddy, is a swing coach, and 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 Paul's instrumental in like I guess Webb's success as of late. I got to admit something to the Four Jack fam, though. I'm not a huge fan of Webb Simpson. Me neither. Haven't been since the U.S. Open when when uh, when Shirak absolutely just took a hard left and. and Gave the tournament away. Yeah, after he snapped his hybrid off the tee on eighteen there, but uh, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I just feel like Webb's Webb's always been there, but I, I feel like he's been the recipient of a few like handoffs. Yeah, seemingly today was similar. I mean, he did play pretty solid. But what did they both finish like two hundred par? Yeah, nothing, nothing special. like that. Nothing special. Like nobody ran away with it. Nobody seemed like they wanted to to take on or win the golf tournament today. So I thought at one point Bubba was going to be that guy to run away with it. Like he was chasing, he had his opportunities. JT just couldn't make any more birdies really. Like he gave himself his best chance in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, had sure. a great round of, you know, 65 on Sunday um, at Scottsdale is a solid round. Not enough obviously yeah, to absolutely. catch up with these guys, but um I I mean it could have been if Saturday was the finishing day it would have been such a like a way better tournament in my opinion but nonetheless I still, ending, yeah. yeah exactly but nonetheless it was still a good event I think the whole the whole thing with Kobe what they did on 16 what they did on 16 today I thought was amazing changing oh, up the flag cool. way to go PGA Tour Lake yeah management. Awesome. classy move by the tour that totally. was really sick so totally. I'm glad yeah. they did that but you know what <laughs> Whatever. This event is still a lot of fun to watch. I love, I mean, I'm watching some highlights now and even JT on 16 with his Bryant jersey on pumping up the crowd. Ricky was doing the same throughout the week. This is why people love this event. Like this event is so interactive with the crowd. Like it's the one time of the year that you really get to see that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. I mean, it's, it's just a, on a different level than any other event and yeah. It's really it's really awesome to see how it's taking on a life of its own and it's just getting bigger and bigger and better. And you know what? It's one of those situations where this happens, you know, maybe at two or three different events. I mean, not to this sort of capacity, but, you know, the crowds and the crowd engagement and the, the player engagement with the, with the crowds and just a really fun and 
you know, excellent way to introduce people to the game. And you don't really have to be a golf fan to go enjoy, totally. you know, what they have to offer at the Waste Management. So, yeah, good job to those guys for sure. Way to go. Yeah, great job as well by obviously the Waste Management Group and the tour as well. But it, is this something like, I mean, you kind of just touched on it there, but like, is this something that the tour needs to kind of dive into a little bit more and maybe hold more events like this? Like put up the stadium style seating on a par three that can fit it or... I mean, Phoenix. Is I don't a know. I guess we're it, but. honestly. I think we're kind of getting to that conversation here with this World Golf League, and mm-hmm. you know, people are looking at different, I guess, ways to bring revenue to the game or make it a little more saleable or make it a little more like a major sporting event. I don't know. I, I think, I think, like I said before on, on previous pods, that you know, the game's in a good place. I think you kind of ruin that special allure that the PGA Tour has by, you know, pumping it up on steroids and turning it into something that it's not. I mean, Agreed. it's supposed to be this gentleman's game in, in this, you know, very classy sort of environment. And I, I think events like this, a one-off is really cool. Mm-hmm. brings a different element to the game and guys don't have to play it if they don't like that sort of setup. But, I don't know. I think too many of those will just kind of take away from what golf is truly its core values. Yes. And I mean, you do kind of have this in a major anyways, but when, when we're going exactly. to the U S open, I mean, yeah. that is probably just as rowdy and it certainly will be this year in New York. So yeah, I think, I think the open and the U S open for sure, this kind of, this kind of a stage or this kind of a feel, I don't really think too many other events, there's not a lot of courses that are set up well for to handle that many spectators. I mean, Augusta is yeah. maybe another one of them, but there's not a lot of golf courses out there where you have the surround that you can have people that are 30, 40 deep. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably a good thing, though. It is, and it is. I mean, if you think about it, when because we've talked about this on other pods, like if you think about certain courses that from the average golfer or even a PGA tour player that goes out and plays and says, yeah, this is a great golf course, but it could never hold an event. Why? A lot of people ask, well, why can't this place hold an event? It's like, well, well, yeah, you need to think about the infrastructure that's involved in a, in a tour event. Like it is actually unbelievable. Like take away 16 at Scottsdale. I mean, that's an exception. The fact that you can set that up, but like you said, to go 30, 40 deep, there's so much space in between holes that's needed. Like Tory can barely even do that. Really. When you think about it, the hole is right next to you. Pebble is another example where you <laughs> have space, I guess, but they're almost kind of um, holes on their own. Yeah. The next couple of events, even at, uh, at Riv is not a great spot for spectators. I mean, there Other is than some 18. space, but there's a lot of holes that you won't get put, you won't get spectators in between the holes because there's just no room. Yeah. I mean, Riv has so, obviously the finishing hole with when you have that natural amphitheater that gives it that ambiance, but it's not, again, it's not one of those courses that can really hold that. Um, you know, like Trinity Forest now, they've kind of gotten rid of that on tour. And which is too bad yeah. when you think about it. Like, obviously, the year that the couple of years they played there, it was socked out, it was too wet. And, yeah. but like the space that they have, that's a great venue. Obviously right. there were some compl- complications with the charitable side of things and whatnot, and they couldn't really hold that event any longer. And it was in like the North side of Dallas. So like 
people are like, well, I don't want to drive all the way up there into the middle of nowhere where yeah. before it was more in town and I could go out after and there was a lot more to do. But yeah, yeah it is yeah. unfortunate with the tour and the fact that they are quite limited to the the courses that they can really play on to hold an event. But that's the reality of that's, it. Yeah. That's totally what it is. And, and, and that's a good segue into Pebble this week. It's just, again, it's one of those courses that, yeah, doesn't really produce that many opportunities for fans to really get down down close. I mean, it is the pro-am, right? So they expect a lot of a lot of people to be out there to support the celebrity side. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to uh, interesting to see what what's translating from the waste management as far as good play goes from our guys into uh, into this upcoming event. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they, I haven't seen the leaderboard or the you know the groupings out or anything or. The list of players that are playing next week, I don't think they've even released it yet, but... Um, no, tomorrow for sure. Tomorrow to be out in the afternoon, we can make our picks and put those out for everyone to see, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, I mean, you know that's like certain guys, like, I guarantee you, Sung Jae will be playing. I mean, the guy hasn't missed a freaking start since he came on tour. The, did you watch that the other day? They were talking about that, that he, what is it, like 30-some consecutive starts, he's made nearly $6 million. Well, he'd be over $6 million this week with his earnings and he's been on tour since 2015. He still hasn't bought a house. He just goes from, yeah, that's insane. Course, hey, course. like you think he'd settle somewhere by now. I love want to have a home base. Just wants to peg it. Just, just loves to play. Just love to play. I think it's great to see that out of a young guy. I think, yeah, that's good, man. I, I like that. He's, he's excited. You know, it's a, it's a different world for him and, and obviously he's, he's trending in the right direction. He's, he's a great, great player and oh. he's obviously going to, Gonna get some reps in and, and see a win here quick. Yeah, it has um, to happen. What one thing I I want to say is uh, big shout out to uh, Graham McDowell for taking down the uh, the Saudi event this week. Was just that's about to just, bring that up with you. That's just awesome. So pumped for him. I, I'm a huge Graham McDowell fan. And Me too. I think that's going to be uh, a big rejuvenation piece for him in his career. So I'd like to really see excited it. to see him. I always thought that he was one of those guys that was so exciting to watch, and he was more of like. I mean, obviously, no tour player is really relatable, but like he had a relatable move. Like he was, he was a guy's guy. You know, he was. Yeah, everybody he wanted to hang out sure. with him, and he well yeah, deserved he, first first win in over five years on the European tour, and just deserved every minute of it. Broke the streak, and he, yeah, he definitely seems like the guy's guy, the guy that you want to have a pint with afterwards. Yeah, one thing that's I I'd like to see. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's playing, but. I'd like to see him come back over to Pebble where he's had success before and maybe go back to back. That'd be kind of cool. I agree. I mean, I'm not sure if he's playing this week, but I'm sure he wouldn't now with the massive hangover that he's probably rocking. But, uh, well, not in Saudi, he won't <laughs> be. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see him play. And I think he I think he just needs a few more round or a few more events on the tour this year. Like, he could be one of those guys that could sneak out a win or two. Like, he still has yeah, the game. Sure. He's still one of the better putters on tour. Yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, and this will just be a huge boost of confidence for him, so I'm pretty stoked to see what he's going to do back over here on mm-hmm. the side of the pond, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what were some of the like, major things that you could have taken away from this week, though, in regards to either something exciting out of the guys that we saw, something the tourists, we've kind of gone over what the tour has done, but in someone that we think is kind of trending in the right direction, like, I think there were a few guys to take from this week, I think Swafford looked really good. 
Um, yeah, you know what? Some of the some of the first and second year guys did good. I, I'm super disappointed with Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited that Patrick Rogers is still kind of trending in the right direction. I I see him getting getting a win here in the next I don't know four or five events. So that's good to see. Again, I think I think TPC Scottsdale just got a little baked out and. Guys that have played in the waste management previously, I can't remember temperatures being in the mid seventies. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe used to a little bit softer greens and a little bit easier to get out there and really go after birdies. So totally, yeah, I'm liking that JV's trending in the right direction. I, I think he's he always has success on the West Coast, and it's unfortunate that he he kind of had a lackluster day. But yeah, he looked unbelievable um, the first couple of days. Yeah, he did. He looked like he was going to run away with it. And then, you know, again, going to come back to Tony Finau, just a huge disappointment not to see him get it done. It's like you were saying before, you know, it's just unfortunate. I think he could have been a little more aggressive out there. And his caddy should have stepped up and gave him a smack and said, okay, bud, we're one over going into the back nine and you got to get her done. So yeah, it's, let's start going after it. He needed to really, like, buckle down on that back. And he did. But, well, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say he didn't. Like, he still played very well, but he just... Like we said, it didn't stick to his game plan, and it cost him. And unfortunately, I th- you know he's due for it. I think, I mean, maybe we shouldn't be thinking this because we think this every week, and he still doesn't do it for us. But he's <laughs> got to be a multiple winner in within the next over the next two years. He has yeah, to. Yeah, I think he's so. You know, once the best guy that's not once winning he breaks, once he breaks through, pays. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna turn the tables for him for sure. But totally. Obviously, there's there's a little bit of a hitch there somewhere that you know he's, his confidence just isn't there. I mean, obviously he's got the game to get it done, but he just needs to to get that next step or that next piece of the puzzle to, could, to complete him as a player. You know, could he be an early season favorite or up there for one of the favorites for the Masters if he continues to hit it the way he is? Hmm. Yeah, he's a guy that hits a squeeze cut off the tee, so that could be, you know, that could be sort of an advantage for him as far as driving goes. He likes to work the ball, so that you know that does fit for Augusta. I I just think his putter's gotta gotta stay hot. He needs and to I guess keep those he, you know, he could be competitive. I don't know what his previous finishes are at the Masters. I don't know if he's had any. Has well, had any last year he was much? what was he T three. When Tiger won? Was he T3 or T5? Oh, it might have been T5. He was T3 yeah, going in, or T2 going into the final. T2 going into the final, yeah. I think he finished top five. Yeah. And previous to that, I don't know. But yeah, like, I mean, he's he's definitely got all of the pieces to the puzzle. He's just got to he's just gotta get that last little bit of confidence to get it done. Yeah, I see him being like one of those guys that instead of winning like a regular tour event, he picks up a major and then goes on an absolute heater. You think he's Kapka-esque? Yeah, like he has every tool besides the putter, which, in my opinion, looked good this week except for today. So really good. I, yeah, I agree. If his putter's going, like he has every other tool, he hits it a mile. He play his wedge game is, in my opinion, is really improved in the last little while. His scrambling stats are way up, and his strokes gained on the greens have been really nice. So he's got to be trending towards something big here. Something, hopefully, yeah. I hope it's just too bad it wasn't today. It's pretty unfortunate. No, exactly. So, but I want to ask you something really quick before we 
go into some other shit here. So obviously Brooks was playing in Saudi this week and the European tour does that mid round interview and <laughs> Brooks's comments like you don't see any other major sports with uh, interviews mid game. So I won't be doing it either. Is that kind of just like a fuck you to the European tour of Brooks? <laughs> like he just doesn't care. I think that stems from, I think GMAC got put on the clock on Saturday. I think Graham McDowell almost got his test two strokes for slow play. No. Thanks to that on-course interview. Granted, GMAC's a bit of a talker. Anytime you get a microphone in front of him, he's all over it. It's because he's Obviously, half cut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about on-course. <laughs> yeah. but He even had, took the time to call into a morning drive this morning. So he, he likes the limelight. He's one of those guys who likes to be in the, in, in the forefront of the media. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think Champions Tour, sure. Those guys have had their heyday, and I don't think it, it really takes away from what they're trying to do out there. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure getting in a guy's head halfway through his game is, is the right thing to do. I think I it's know, wild that they do it. I know what they're trying to do. I know they're trying to give people a little bit of insight. But, yeah, I think it kind of messes with the mojo. Well, especially in like we spoke about last week. I mean, you're looking at a, a tour that's running a loss. So you need to do something to kind of get some attention. So, yeah, for sure. But either way, for I mean, sure. well, a great week on European tour as well as BGA. So, couldn't ask for a better weekend. Yeah, very good, very good. Mm-hmm. For sure. Parks, I heard uh, you got the special little night coming out tomorrow for the listeners that don't know. Like, we're doing a little Sunday evening podcast because uh, our man, the West Coast correspondent, is getting back in the kitchen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I, I volunteered for something that I probably shouldn't have, but. <laughs> It should be interesting. There's a little wine education night that I'm guest chefing at a restaurant here. So there you should go. Be fun times. And what restaurant yeah. are you chefing at tomorrow? It's uh, it's called Fiore. It's on Granville and 12. It's Beautiful. Italian place. There we go. Should be fun. Yeah, this guy Matt Landry, BC Samoy of the year, is uh, is hosting the wine night. So lovely. Should be fun. In the very least, I'll get a little bit of vino at the end of the day. So well, that's all you're hoping yeah, for, right? Can't Might complain. Well. That's so what do you want to do with picks? You want to try and throw picks out uh, just maybe on social tomorrow? Yeah, I think for the listeners, we'll get our picks out once the once the list comes out, and we'll get everybody going on that, and then we'll uh, we'll keep everybody updated. I th- I got to say, I think I ran away with this one again this week. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna open that that three sixty five count. I think I'm gonna put I'm gonna put more money on your picks. Than my picks. <laughs> I'm pretty. I had th- I had three guys in the top page, so. Yeah, I did game. too. I think I was like minus 30-something. But one of my guys missed a cut, so Victor Hovland, unfortunate. I thought he just made it by the number, but the, didn't make it happen. That number was tight for a lot of these guys this week. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was the first two days. Guys were just ripping that place apart. Yep, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. But, Parsi, we, uh, oh, well. I have... Nothing really to go over with the waste management anymore. I thought it was a great weekend, except for you know seventeen holes of it today. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I'm looking forward to Pebble for sure. It's uh, have some friends from Calgary that are out there right now playing. Actually, played the last couple of days. Perfect. And uh, said the course just looks phenomenal. So, so looking they, forward they to still that. Got guys going out there this week. That's surprising. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I, I think more so this week they'll be closed for practice rounds. I would assume. Or now, as of now, the course will be shut down to public play. But, uh, yeah, some golf pros from uh, private in Calgary. So I'm sure they uh, 
sure they made a phone call ahead and, and unlike a regular like public tea time these guys are a little more seasoned to take care of the golf course so yeah. sure no issues but yeah beautiful a lot of pictures on social media and, and they had a blast of course it's in awesome shape so looking forward to the 18t absolutely always looking forward to that event i always enjoy watching that especially when it's not in like a major format yeah for sure it looks like uh they're gonna have similar weather to uh what they were sort of feeling in in phoenix so it's supposed to be nice and warm and sunny so oh, finally unlike rare unlike unseasonal temperatures it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be nice normally we see that place in the piss and rain exactly yeah for sure so, so that be a hopefully treat. that uh hopefully that means yeah hopefully that means the scores will be lower and give everybody a chance exactly well, Parksy, we'll, uh, like we said, we'll get our picks out this week, and then we will speak to you most likely next week after the Pebble Beach. Look forward to it. Hopefully, uh, we're going to round up a special guest for that podcast. So Definitely. Trying to track down the, uh, the elusive Mr. Kent Fukushima. Do a little yardage special talk. Inter- special interview for the, get- for the listeners. So get excited for gotcha. that one. All right, everyone, awesome. we'll speak to you next week after the AT&T Pebble Beach, and enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Marcy. Keep running short stuff, bud. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, After of Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I don't like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Got it.